0: Loving God, bless our minds to illuminate us with your wisdom. Bless our lips to allow us to speak your word. And bless our hearts that we might live the gospel. Amen. Do you know the meaning of your name? Maybe it's a family name passed down through generations. Maybe you were named after someone famous, or someone who did something spectacular in the world. Now, I'm not named after anyone in particular, but I often think about the meaning of my name, how it might define me and speak to my personality. You see, my first name, Caitlin, means virtuous and favored. And my middle name, Victoria, Means triumphant spirit. It's a pretty good name, right? I like to think I've worn that name well, trusting that the divine spirit within me guides me to live out my days with virtue and believing that I can overcome hardship and heartbreak. Because knowing my name, it gives me a sense of identity and purpose in the world. But having my name known and spoken by others, it gives me a sense of feeling loved and honored and valued. But what happens when your name is forgotten? Or when such a basic part of your identity is stripped away? Or perhaps your name is replaced by an unfavorable reputation? And it's here where we turn to the story of an unnamed black person, the Ethiopian eunuch. If you remember, Acts 8 tells the story of Philip, an apostle of the young Christian church who, being prompted by the Spirit, meets the Ethiopian eunuch and hears him reading from the prophet Isaiah. The eunuch invites Philip into his chariot to explain the meaning of the prophet's words. And Philip recounts the good news of Jesus. The eunuch receives this good news and asks Philip to baptize him. So Philip does, and the story ends with them both joyfully going their separate ways. The eunuch back to his home in Ethiopia, and Philip moving from town to town, proclaiming the good news of Jesus. But we never get the eunuch's name, only his place of origin and his job. He's a court official in Ethiopia. Now, a eunuch was a male officer of the court of a ruler, often one who had been castrated. And in a patriarchal culture such as this one, the emasculation of the eunuch would have placed him on the lowest rungs of society. So not only is the eunuch not perceived as male in a patriarchal society, the eunuch is also unnamed in our story. You see, the author of Acts tells us Philip's name, but only refers to the eunuch as the Ethiopian eunuch. And his reputation would have preceded him. For according to Old Testament law, eunuchs were forbidden from the assembly of the people because they were perceived as unclean. But this eunuch, he knew the heart of God. And so it is fitting that the eunuch was reading from the scroll of Isaiah. For the prophet, just a few chapters later in Isaiah 56, proclaims the words of a God who knows us individually and personally. And he says, For thus says the Lord, to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose the things that please me and hold fast to my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. You see, the eunuchs may have been excluded from the assembly of the people but they could not be excluded from the blessing and favor and love of an all-inclusive God. Dear friends, God has been naming all of creation and calling it good since the beginning of time. The creation story in Genesis tells us that God named the day and night, the earth and sky— the sun and moon and stars, and the divine creator called it all good. Throughout the scriptures, God is naming and renaming God's creation. Abram becomes Abraham, Sarai becomes Sarah, Jacob becomes Israel, Simon becomes Peter, Saul becomes Paul. For the scriptures attest to the importance of naming of being identified by one's name, and finding meaning and purpose in one's name. So why does the author of Acts only refer to our friend as the Ethiopian eunuch? Now, I can't answer that question, but I would shout from the rooftops that God knows the eunuch's name and calls him beloved. For to a personal God, the eunuch has an everlasting name that surpasses his reputation as an unclean and excluded person. To a personal God, each of us has a name. And you can trust that that name, whatever it may be, however you got it, is beloved by God. In a world of systemic racism, gross police violence and countless lives lost due to the perversion of justice we are being urged to remember the names of black indigenous and persons of color who have been victims of violence the say their names project seeks to memorialize black victims killed by law enforcement and racist violence and we are only four months into 2021. And already there are 10 known names on this list. You see, the curators of this project and our black siblings are pleading with us all to remember their names, to say their names. And so we say them. We remember the 10 names on this list. Matthew Zadok Williams, Dante Wright, James Lionel Johnson, Dominique Williams, Marvin Scott III, Genoa Donald, Patrick Warren, Xavier Hill, Robert Howard, and Vincent Belmont. We say their names and know that God calls them beloved. And God knows the names of all those who never make it onto a list or a poster or a protest cry. And so we vote and we advocate on their behalf as a way to say their names and to remember them. So your work this week is twofold. Take some time to look up your own name what it means, how it might speak to who you are, who you might be named after, and why. And take a few extra seconds to call people by their names, taking the time to pronounce them correctly, asking if you've forgotten them, and speaking aloud the names of those who have been lost to injustice and violence. And never, my friends, forget that God knows your name. God knows my name. God knows their names. And God calls us all beloved. Amen.